It's Late Night Radio with Tyler Hall. Tonight's guest, Lewis Jackson. Musical guest, Lil TJ. And here's your host, Tyler Hall. Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Woo! That's me. That is me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, you're listening to WMU Farmville, 91.3 FM. It's the music of Longwood University and Farmville, Virginia. I am T. Hall, DJ T. Hall. I am the host of this lovely late night radio show. Here to my right, as always, of course, it is DJ Dill Dylan McCurcher. Yeah, as always, weekly Tuesday nights. It's one of our favorite times of the week. Oh, yeah. I think it's one of the, the more popular. Oh, <laughs> more popular. Um, Shows, I think, of the station, and uh, I take pride in that. I think it's well-respected, well-appreciated, for sure. I love all my listeners. See, we got 400 of them right now. We also have our lovely studio audience. Studio audience, say what's up to the people. As always, we got to mention they're socially distanced, wearing their masks, being safe, and as always, hype out there in the crowd for you. DJT Hall. They're hype. They're hype. Of course they're hype. It's me. Um, yeah, they're all socially distanced wearing masks. We mentioned it every episode, and we have to keep it up because um, it's the truth. You know, and usually I'm wearing a suit. I'm on a more casual look today. You know, I'm, maybe I'm like a, a new persona or I don't know. We'll get more into that later. But, you know, I'm just like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just like, why, why wear a suit when you're not appreciated? I don't know. That's my thing. Um... But I'm wearing I'm wearing pretty new sneakers. I got these yesterday. They're Vans. I'm not sponsored by Vans. We have no sponsors. But these not are yet at least. These are beautiful. Um, Dylan, do you agree? Aren't they awesome? Yeah, you got you got the Vans. They're not just white. They got a little spiggle of green in there. You like the the fit, the drip. Yeah, you got the drip. I mean, shout out B Will. We interacted with him. I mean, I talked to him earlier today. And when you interact oh. with B Will, you gotta get some drip advice. Shout out B Will. Maybe I'll have B Will on a future episode. If we don't, I don't know why we wouldn't. Like you know, that's. That's a guy. We also have Tyler Bagby in the crowd. Everyone say what's up to Tyler Bagby. A fan favorite. After he gave out those coupons, everyone just loves him. He gave all the coupons out to his uncle's restaurant, and I love how the listeners are just dropping like flies. Loving it. Having a blast here on the show. And um, Dylan's here. Shout out to Dylan. He'll always be loyal to me. Uh, that's about it, though. But, yeah, let's shout out to shout out to. <laughs> <laughs> Dylan, um, that, that could be exactly why your views are dropping. I don't care at this point. Um, so Dylan's here, and Dylan. Usually, I go into some jokes, but I'm. A, I mean, there's a couple things that really stop me from the jokes. One, you mentioned it. We mentioned it. Usually, we had a late uh, Lancer day yesterday, mm-hmm. so we definitely did not. Um, we t- we had a day off, as we deserved one. I mean, all the effort we put into this. But, exactly. But, you know, we decided let's give our writing staff and our comedy staff and all that, let's give them a week off because exactly. they deserve it, you know? Yeah, spring break was supposed to be this week. Let's not change anyone's times. Give them that deserved time off because you were mentioning they put in so much work that goes unnoticed, not just with this show, but the station as a whole. That's what I'm saying. And, you know, it's just like I love my people and they, they put in all the effort, so I respect that. And I'm like, you know what? They deserve – I appreciate them. So, you know what? If you had a trip to Hawaii, you had a trip to whatever – Take it, man. You deserve Safely, it. of course. Safely, of course. Safely. And they will get tested many times before returning to aid me on my show. 
but yeah, I'm um, I'm I'm happy that they weren't here because honestly, it gives us time to talk. Because usually, I just ramble and ramble and make comedic genius type jokes. But you know, I would love to get your opinion on some stuff okay. and have a little more of a dialogue aspect of this episode. If that's cool with you, yeah, that's uh, very cool with me. All right, well, um, let's talk about a couple things. Uh, I know you and I saw on the news recently at our uh, weekly luncheon at the Doral Dining Hall. That there is this news surrounding Dr. Seuss. Yeah, that's that's some tough stuff. Redfish, bluefish. This guy is canceled. <laughs> but um, see, he's still sprinkling some jokes here and there. Yeah, it's kind of funny. But but anyways, yeah. What do you think of this? This whole Dr. Seuss thing, buddy. So it, so so a little context. Yeah, and, give some context for all the people out there who may not know very much about it. Okay, so if you aren't aware, you need to be aware. Um. So, there is this whole idea of cancel culture and stuff, and we're not going to get too much into that, but we're going to look at some Dr. Seuss things, and, and he's in the news because a lot of his work is now being taken away from the schooling, like the academics and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of the pictures that are um, poorly, they, they are not good now, in the yeah. currently speaking. Um, they are very... Poorly created, very stereotypical, uh, even racist. Um, so, like, what's your opinion on Dr. Seuss and other art, other artists slash, you know, uh, writers and children's book authors and stuff as well that back then their work was one thing, but, like, now it's, like, on a banned book list. What do you think of that? Yeah, it's crazy because, I mean, we were kids in, in elementary school where, we where this kids. is really happening, it seems like, forever ago. Yeah. But I remember every year... The Dr. Seuss books were always the ones that we would look forward to. And I really think it comes down to people and their opinions when it comes to separating the artists from their work. Because there's a lot of people out there, not just in children's literature, but also in music and movies and politics, where they may have done something in their past or currently are doing something that overshadows their work. And it could be seen as that's more important, which it is important. And I think everyone's opinions are valid from both sides of the argument. Oh, they don't need to clap me up. They don't need to clap me up. Like I was saying, everyone has their opinion. Yep, that is true. And I, I think, you know, the books, um, if they if they aren't good in today's climate, I guess they shouldn't be in there. I mean, exactly. I mean, yeah, you. I mean, Dr. Seuss. I mean, what? We had Green Eggs and Ham. Banger. I'm not going to sit here and say that it wasn't a good book. Um, the Cat in the Hat. Cat in the Hat. Love Mike Myers. Made a great movie out of it. But Horton I mean, Hears a Who? Horton Hears a Who. Oh, no. So the movies are cool, but there are some of those books that are like, yeah, it's okay. We can, we can do without them, you know? I would be interested to see if this continues to move further up the chain. What would happen to like the film adaptations, the cartoon adaptations to be, will those be scaled back a little? Because everyone seems to love The Grinch every Christmas, which is a Dr. Seuss creation. So yep. would that face ramifications from this as well? Yeah, that's a great question. Who knows? I mean, there's always there's been so many renditions of the Grinch, like uh, like our favorite rapper Dax. He had a Grinch rendition. Hopefully, um, Dax will make his way to late night radio one time. He's a very busy man, and I know there's the current uh, border thing with Canada, how they cannot come to the United States. So at the moment, we can't get Dax, but maybe one day he will be safely able to travel here to Farmville, Virginia. Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I agree. And yeah, I'm just um, I don't know. That's enough on that topic, though. Um, Let's talk about this other thing. So the Minnesota Department of Transportation announced the winner of a name a snowplow competition today. I know a certain someone that is in the station as well who is very intrigued by the story. Yeah, that certain someone is DJ H.P. The Hotch Johnson. You can hear him on Saturday nights at... 
10 p.m. 10 p.m. He so plays a great arrangement of songs ranging from Greek to rock yeah. to indie to folk to metal you ever heard, and hip-hop. You ever heard Greek music? Well, tune in this weekend. You will. Anyways, um, yeah, so we'll get back to that the, um, the snowplow thing. Weird. Weird news um, going on. Dylan, you want to hear, like, the top five names? Yeah, sure. Do you sure. want to hear them? Yeah. Are you sure? I think I do. I think the audience out there does, too. All right, I'm going to start with five. All right? Actually, no, I'm going to start with six. I like six. Okay. We got F. Salt Fitzgerald. What do you think of that one? <laughs> yeah, that that one definitely is a creative name. Okay. That one had 16.9% of the voters, so it ranked sixth. Okay. The next one, Snowby Wan Kenobi. Snowby Wan Kenobi. Wow. The interesting names out here. Yeah. Very weird. That one had 17.6%. We had Plow Bunyan. Okay. I don't like that one. 18%. That one's, that one's a little lame. Duck Duck Orange Truck. 21.1%. <laughs> I like that one. Ranked third. Okay. Number two. Oh, just going to plow right past you. Mm. 24.1% ranked second with 29,457 number of votes. Okay. I might need a recount. Yeah, recount maybe. I'm very That one seems a little high. Very supportive of recounts. Um not in that sense. Jeez. <laughs> not getting political here. Anyways, um number 1. Okay, what's number 1? Unanimous decision. This one had 53.3% of voters. Yeah. 65,292 number of votes. Okay. Plowy McPlowface. Plowy McPlowface. That's a runaway win in those terms of votes. How did that one unanimously win this vote in Minnesota? My guess would have to be it had a good group of following behind it. Maybe they had a certain like group that was like, this one, this is it. And that just had a big group of people that came into that. And, you know, like the little clicks here and there, they all came together and picked that one over the let rest. Me, let me read you some runner-ups, though, Okay. that didn't make it in the top six. The underappreciated ones. They very much are. Ready? Yeah. C3P Snow. Okay. Banger. Blizzard of Oz. Banger. Okay. Raspberry Beret. Mm, maybe not that one. Mm, okay. How about Plowabonga? Now that one, that one's nice. Oh, Snow You Didn't. Mm. How about Frosty the Snowplow? Okay, that one's pretty simple, but it works. How about... Don't just snow. Yeah. That's a good one. Sir plows a lot. How about Darth Black Darth Blader? <laughs> Darth Blader. My Darth writer's Blader. Blue. Yeah. How about mm. that one? Nah. Alright, this one was number eight. The truck formerly known as Plow. See? Now that one that one I think is cool. How about Edward Blizzard Hands? That one also is pretty cool. Yeah, and we're bringing back Johnny Depp into the scene. So yeah, it's crazy that uh right? You know? That's yeah. a good one. I, I like that one. Um, but yeah, those are some good ones. Plowy McPlowface, though. Unless there are 65,292 little children that were able to vote in this election, I don't know who voted for that. I guess it's our generation. Yeah. Yikes. That says a lot for our future. I mean, like you were kind of going off, it's like the new fresh pick and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. Because, yeah, it so. fits to like the younger demographic. Yeah. Um, but enough of snow talk. What else do you got today? Uh, I got some other stuff. Um, Randy Orton. He's a wrestler. You know Randy Orton. Yeah, WWE. We had an episode with uh, DJ Dalty D, one of our personal favorites. Yeah, shout out Dalty D. Um, well, he's in the news as well as some other wrestlers are in the news because Soulja Boy, the rapper, um, he was talking a lot of uh, 
He said, rap game faker than WWE. In reference to himself or in reference to other people? Um, this was just a tweet. I don't think it was response to anything. Okay. I think I mean, it was a subtweet for yeah. sure. Um, a lot of rappers, or a lot of wrestlers, didn't take uh, kindly to that though. Um, can't really say the word for word what these wrestlers said, but Randy yeah. Orton, he was very profane. And I'm reading some of it. Um, a lot of cursing, and they're having a lot of like Twitter beef. Yeah, cursing—that's something we as DJs can never say here. But uh, like you said, you can go find on Twitter, Soldier Boy. Pretty easy tweet to find all his information. Uh, yeah, like for instance, um, Randy Orton called him out on it the viper the rko guy and he said i uh, said oh fake why don't you step up in the ring and soja boy said do you know who i am uh i'll bring the real to wrestling don't play with me randy orton crazy yeah randy orton then said crank that came out in 2007 you had a good year serious money hats off to you um and then started talking about uh he says i bumped that beep all day whether it's uh, he just started naming rappers like Lil Wayne and Meek Mill and Jay Z, which nice. I don't really believe Randy Orton really listens to them. But I mean, you don't know really what like Randy Orton vibes with. But yeah, pretty much he was just like, like uh, say it to my face type thing. So I don't know. Soulja Boy might make an appearance in there. Um, yeah, I, that's mostly what we got. Uh, we also, Dylan, Dylan, okay. we got this. Um, you can add three toppings to a hot dog. What are you adding? Just see it on Twitter right now. So. Like our man DJ Taco, I do. I would add ketchup, like DJ Taco loves. I would probably put cheese on there. I could try it out a little bit. Yeah, but that may be it. I'm not a very big condiment guy. All right, yeah, yeah. Don't wear them either. But um, the um, what do you think of this whole JJ Watt going to the Arizona Cardinals? I think it's very interesting. I know a lot of people were hoping he would go to Pittsburgh. I know that's your team, so you can talk a little bit more on that. But I think if that's where he finds it best, then more power to him to get a fresh new start because Houston is not the place to be right now, especially after the news that came out today. Oh, the news about the the uh, the oh. no mask mandate in so the state getting, of Texas. Yeah, so we'll get political for a quick second, but yeah, no Mississippi and Texas, no mask mandate. Everything's sort of going back to normal there, which is terrible. Very. You know, they said that they wouldn't lift COVID restrictions until hell froze over. Well, if we take a look at Texas from last week, it was frozen. Very. So, yikes. Uh, that's a joke that we're going to end off this monologue with. Anyways, we have a fun guest, fun array of guests tonight. We got Lewis Jackson. We're going to introduce him right after this. We got Lewis Jackson. We got little TJ in the back ready to perform later tonight. But we will be right back to Late Night Radio. Meet Keith, loving dad, board game champ, bus driving pro. I drive 65,000 miles in my bus each year. If people knew what I know, lives could be saved. Like how there are some things I simply can't see. On my route the other day, a car tried to sneak past me and ends up right in my blind spot. I turned slowly, so accident avoided. But no car should be in the blind spot for a 40,000 pound bus. It's, it's our, our roads. roads. It's, it's our safety. safety. Visit www.sharetheroadsafely.gov. And we are back to Late Night Radio, everybody. We have a big guest ahead of us, right in front of us, in the middle of Dylan and I. 
And it, I want to, I'm trying to think of all the things I can introduce him as. We had him on our show a couple weeks ago. Um, his alter ego, his rapper persona, Lou Dog. Um, and it was crazy. We had him and he performed Lullaby. It was a banger. And uh, I'm hoping that we have him in the future for more songs that we can play. But anyways, um, here with us is someone that um, I want to learn more about, which is why he's on the show. He's also very, uh, very talented in the rap game. He's got a lot of big things coming up, um, both at Longwood and, and just in life in general. So I can't wait to hear more about it. But ladies and gentlemen, let's give it a round of applause for Lewis Jackson. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Thank you for having me, first and foremost. No problem. No problem. And so, yeah, this is uh, our second attempt at trying to get you on the show. We had a couple <laughs> mishaps a couple weeks ago, but we were able to get you um, audio-wise, at least on the song you performed, uh, Lullaby. Such a good song. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for working with me, getting me back on the air. And, um, you know, I'm glad that you guys are enjoying the content and enjoying the music, for sure. Well, it's what the people want. I mean, I mean, the people wanted Lullaby, so we played Lullaby. And, and Dylan and I, we bopped to it a lot. It was a great song. Um, and uh, I, I, it sucks, though, because the only – not the song, of course not. But, uh, no, it, it's, it sucks because right now you only have two songs out. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm a guy that if I hear one good song, I want more. And <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a big scandalous guy. Um, can't go wrong with Scandalous, but Lullaby as well. So those of you that are listening, definitely go tune into his Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Apple Music. I mean, everything that's his streaming on. Yes, sir. Um, and we'll talk. I'm talking a lot, but let me let me get through my my points. But yeah, I um I'm a type of person that really wishes uh, I want more out. And I I guess the big question that everyone in the crowd is trying to uh, is waiting for you to answer is: Is there more coming soon? There is a lot more coming soon. Um, there is certainly gonna be something coming out this summer okay i am looking to release a four or five song ep okay with a lot of the same vibes that you heard me release thus far yeah trying to release some more content with those four or five songs some yeah. different promotional videos some different snippets okay. um diff this that and the third and also coming out at the end of the year i'm trying to release an album okay an album so um i released an album in 2017 yeah um little high school me uh-huh um it was it was an experience it was an experience that i loved and i learned a lot from but it's, it's, it's time for one again these last few years i've grown and i've experienced so much yeah. that it's time for me to share something new to the world again so yeah this summer and hopefully the end of 2021 i'm looking to release a lot of new music and a lot more content for y'all to vibe to They love it. I, I'm I'm with them, and I, I'm clapping. I'm happy for it. I can't wait to hear some of that myself. Thank you. Any snippets or anything I can get a hold of uh, before I graduate, I, I definitely uh, I'm gonna hit you up because, no. yeah, that's uh I have no no issue promoting that even after my time here along. But I, I want to definitely uh, share some of that around. But, for uh, sure, for sure. Can't wait. And I, I've seen uh I've seen a lot of your photo shoots, at least for Lullaby and stuff like that. You really you really get into like this whole not character, but like I, I love like the look you you portray on your like on like lullaby i'm just using it as an example um I, I love the shoot to it it was it was around valentine's day yes sir um so it was a very uh dylan you got the word i'm trying to think of um i'm not exactly for sure like trying romantic to but like it had a very the the vibe to it lou do you know what i'm talking about maybe oh yeah for sure yeah. um that is something that i planned out with 
very talented photographer friend of mine. Uh, shout out Caitlin Kearney. Yeah. Um, I don't know if she's in the chat, but she is a senior at Virginia State. Oh, yes. And she is a photography major, uh, primarily studio photography arts. Gotcha. And we did a lot of work together the last six months or so. Yeah. And I came to her. I'm like, hey, like, I got this idea for a shoot. And we worked together. And we came up with something dope with the roses and the tuxedo. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it came together perfectly. No, it definitely did. Um, I mean, yeah, it's, 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 such a, it's a good album cover that it really vibes with the song. Um, Thank you. For sure. All right, let's talk about, I don't, again, I mentioned it. I don't know you as well as maybe DJ Dill on my right. Um, uh-huh. I'm very curious. Uh, so tell me about your upbringing. Where are you from? I am from Virginia Beach, Virginia, the 757. Okay. Where would you go to high school? I went to Callum High School. Um, I don't know that one at all. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm trying to make conversation. My girlfriend went. She's from Virginia Beach. Okay. So she she went to uh, Princess Anne. Oh, she went to Princess Anne. So I don't I don't know areas. I just know things that she you. tells me about. So. Uh, so for those of y'all that don't know. Okay. You know you know Pharrell, one one of the biggest you know most successful producers of the 21st century, from Virginia Beach, and he actually went to Princess yes, Anne. Yes. Um. So right now, I moved a few years ago, but where I live now is about 10 minutes from Princess Anne. Okay. Um, but Virginia Beach is all relatively close, even yep. though it's such a big city. You know, everyone's so close-knit. Everyone knows each other. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I came up around Lansdowne region, which is very diverse. Yep. Has a lot of culture, um, has a lot of different people and personalities, and I learned a lot from that. Went to Kellum, which was a little less diverse, but at the same time, that taught me a lot as well. And it really kind of shaped me into the music listener that I am. Yeah. Absorbing all sorts of genres and all sorts of things that kind of reflect on my music now more than um, it ever did before. Gotcha. So it all worked out. Okay. And you, you bleed the 757. Is that, is that a, a, an area code that you rep? Like, you know, since day one, so you're always going to rep 757? For sure. For sure. I mean, I love the 757. Yeah. And um, it, it's turned me into the person I am. You know, I'm here now in the 434 um, because yep. they always say that you can't really grow in the place that made you who you were. Yeah. So having some time away from it just makes me love it all that more whenever I come back. So 100 percent, 100 percent. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. I love going to Virginia Beach. Um, I'm a big foodie. Uh, <laughs> sure. So I love all the different types of food that are down there. It's a very diverse uh set of food um restaurants stuff they have there yeah. a lot of ethnicities and stuff um also i love uh shake shack uh yeah yeah that's right at, uh this fight by princess Anne yeah. out in town yeah. center i've for been sure. there enough times yeah um i've been to lansdowne commons a couple times uh mm-hmm. the mall and uh, the good shops in there as well yep that's right by my uh that's right where i live all right, right in that area i'll send you a message next time i'm at the movies for but sure. uh when they open up but i uh yeah, I love that. Love that. I don't know. Do you have any aspirations of maybe, I mean, what's what's after college for you? And we'll talk more about, like, your academic experience. But, like, after college, do you plan on going back to 757? Um, I do yeah. plan on going back to the 757. Gotcha. After college, I plan on teaching, becoming a full-time teacher. Yeah. Um, and, you know, as much as I love creating and as much as I love all the things that I do, I love learning, learning about stuff. And yeah. even more than that, I love passing on my knowledge to other people. Okay. So um, it's been kind of a it's been kind of a trip trying to balance both sides yeah. of because the two worlds it's like it's a tug of war. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. one's always demanding love and attention over the other. So it's been a bit of a struggle trying to balance it. 
but nevertheless you know it's it's working it's coming through the teaching is going to get me where i need to be financially it's going to keep me stable but you know the creative the creative fire in me is always going to keep me moving forward and growing and you know just getting me out exploring the world That's uh, it's very deep. Um, so what do you what are you aspiring as a teacher? What do you like? What is there a subject you want to teach or a certain group people? Um, right now, um, my license is going to be K through eight. Yep. Um, so I'm trying to get with upper elementary, fourth and fifth, right before they hit that middle school age, but old enough to when they have a personality. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, right now I am kind of concentrating in social science and history. Okay. But I want to kind of branch off and do some music stuff as well. Depending I would, on I would how hope tests, so. I would I hope so. No, that would. Oh my man, if I Dylan, if I had. Music teachers back when I was in elementary school with like Lou Dog here, <laughs> man. I the Beethoven and stuff stuff we need to touch on, but I feel like there's a lot more music that uh, Lou would have put me on as a younger child. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, that's uh, wow, that's awesome. Um, <laughs> I, I like the that that's cool. The whole younger aspect, you know, a lot of people leave here and they want to be to the, like the grown like high school student, like yeah. seniors and stuff. And no, I, I think uh, teach the younger minds. I think nah. that's uh, that's awesome that you have those aspirations for um, sure. So what year are you here, Longwood? I am a junior, third okay. year. Okay. And uh, what? I guess we could – I don't know if I want to ask this question now because I'm sure you could probably ramble on it. But, uh, go uh, ahead. Go ahead. All right. We could do it real quick. Um, so, yeah, you're a junior here at Longwood. Um, what's your Longwood experience been like? Uh, it's been it's been a little rocky, not going to lie. Okay. But it's shaped me to who I am now. Like I said earlier before, I'm from the 757, born yep. and raised – I've grown there. I've become comfortable there. And um, I it came here, and it made me realize what I've had to work on as a person, how I needed to grow in certain areas. And, you know, just it made me understand my self-worth, made me, gave me some self-confidence that I still needed to work on. And I'm ready to take back to the 757 what I learned and maybe, you know, use it to, Influence to, the youth there. Influence the youth there, but influence people everywhere else as well. Not yeah. just here in the 434, not just here in the state of Virginia, but yeah. hopefully, you know, all across the nation. I got you. Are you a big 804 person? Do you go to Richmond ever, like, a lot? Um, I have family in Richmond. Gotcha. I have family in Richmond. Um, I go there to visit them. But as far as going through the city, not too much. I was just in there. I was just VCU uh, going down Broad Street yep. this past weekend for a photo shoot. Of with course. uh jess shout out to jess yep. um another a disc jockey here at yep. wmlu but um yeah it was it was a dope experience even though it was a little rainy it was still so yeah, much weather to was iffy. yeah 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 100 percent. i was in roanoke so i mean i was in the what is that the, i don't know 571 i don't know the aerial codes there uh -huh. necessarily but yeah i mean we were all out of all over the place um but yeah that's um I, I mean, curious to see what that photo shoot is going to turn out like. Um, can't wait to see it. Um, you were the you were the star of the the camera behind uh, in front of the camera. <laughs> I was in front of the camera for the shoot. Okay. Trying to put together some more eccentric styles for y'all that are streaming in on the Instagram live. Just know I got a lot of shoots coming out. Um, a lot of different styles. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to be more eccentric. Trying to be a bit more feminine as well. Yeah. Um. I think that's a side that I think. Uh, uh, I think it, hopefully we we don't lose grasp of it as 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 guys as men here. Sure. I mean, yeah, definitely get in touch with your feminine side. For it, sure, it's not it's no issue to you know 
do a face mask every now and then. Oh, you know? man. There's so many things that we need to treat ourselves in that, that uh, ladies have had that locked down. And I don't know why exactly. we've been so against it. Exactly. Not to mention that women have... Women's clothes are a lot more stylish than men's clothes are. It's just the truth. My girlfriend dresses me, man. I, I mean, mm-hmm. she. There's a reason she knows what I what I should be wearing. I'm not even gonna lie about that. I think, uh, yeah, most outfits. If I if you think my outfit looks decent, there's nine out of ten chance that uh, she put it out together for me. Yeah, every yeah. outfit I ever put together for a shoot, I get it approved by my girlfriend first. Yeah, and she'll tell me if it looks crazy or not. Cause sometimes I go all the way left, but it's okay. Cause you know. It's all experimental in the name of art, and if it turns out dope, it'll be dope. But if it doesn't, nobody has to see it. That is <laughs> a factual statement, and we will be right back with more Late Night Radio. DJ Dill's going to ask some questions to Lou, but we will be right back. So enjoy this news and weather break. You're currently listening to WMLU Student Programming. For the latest on news and weather and NPR programming, head to WMRA.org. For on-campus and community news, we encourage you to head to the Rotunda Online, home of Longwood University News. We now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. And we are back to Late Night Radio. Lou Dog is just adjusting his Instagram Live, like I said. Um, he's got some, some cool things going on there if you want to. Shout out to his Instagram. Lou, you want to plug your Instagram real quick? Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Y'all make sure to follow me on the gram at loudog.ent. That is L-O-U-D-A-W-G dot E-N-T. Um, like some pictures, you know, explore. Yep. Got a lot of creative stuff up there for you guys to look at. Um, if you like it, drop a like. And if you don't, it's cool, too. <laughs> Doesn't hurt to share his uh, share his music around, too, when he posts about it, too. That it goes a long out. way. Oh, every share, every repost goes a long way. For sure, for sure. All right, we're going to swing it over to Dylan, DJ Dill. He's known Lou a lot longer than me, and I think he's got some great questions for Lou. So, Dylan, take it away. For sure. What's up, Dill? How are you? Yeah, I'm doing great. How are you doing on this Tuesday night? Man, I am living the dream. I'm trying to, at least. So, that last set, you talked a little bit about expressing your creative side and just being yourself. So, like, what ways do you try to do that as a person, like, each and every day? Um, ooh, that's, that's tough. So, a lot of it just has to do with the way I look. I have a very unique look, um, being albino, having albinism, that I've learned early on that people are going to look at me regardless <laughs> so if they're gonna look at me, I might. If I'm gonna be unique and I'm gonna stand out, I might as well stand out in other ways as well. Yeah, you get what I mean. And having that sort of attention is a blessing and a curse. But at the same time, I try to utilize it more as a blessing than a curse. So it shows up in all ways of my life: my style, musically, uh, fashion-wise, all that stuff. Yeah, that's something that's very important. Uh, a lot of people, that's something that they can learn more about. And that's something you hit on a little bit earlier in that last set when DJ T. Hall was interviewing, is learning. That's something that you consider that you like to do a lot. Yes, and I'm sir. assuming music is something that you like to learn about, too? Oh, I love learning about music. Music is one of those things where there's so many layers to it that there's always something to learn. You learn theory. You can learn engineering, production, um, the business, promotion, all that stuff, man. There's layers to it all. Now, I'm sure you've discovered a lot of things in your studies of music, but if you had to pick one or two that were your absolute favorites, which ones would those be and why? Um, I would say theory and engineering. Um, theory, because, I mean, 
theory is kind of like the basis for music production theory is you know where you get all the crazy stuff the classical music the jazz music that's where you get geniuses at their best is that technical stuff um and engineering is because of the things you can do with it you know what i mean that's where you get all the crazy sounds and all of the you know everything that's classic started off theoretically but it was brought to light and translated into what it was by an engineer you get what i mean yeah and those are the two things that i feel you can never be good enough at Mm -hmm. they're so open-ended that you just learn as much as you can about them but you're never truly a pro yeah um and yeah i've been really been looking into those since i've gotten here to school and speaking of engineering, you mentioned earlier, you're from the 75-7. That's where a lot of the best musical engineers of all time are from, the Neptunes. For sure. Pharrell Williams himself, Timbaland. So what would you say is some stuff that you've taken from inspiration from all of the great musicians that have come out of the 75-7? Oh, man. Just the swag. Just the uniqueness. In the early 2000s, the 75-7 was just in their own little world, and they weren't concerned with what everyone else was doing. And that's the kind of... That swag and that confidence that I love, and that's the kind of stuff that defines me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's just like Timbaland. He had his own sound. The Neptunes, they had their own sound. Missy, Lex Luger coming out of Suffolk later on, like two, 2010, 2011. They just, they just all had their own sound, and it was revolutionary. And at the beginning, they were just doing what, you know, they were just doing whatever they felt like. But then it became trendy. And um, everyone else caught on, and it was like, okay, you slept on us at first, but now you see the value in it. So now, you know. And what I love about it is that we're gracious enough to accept it, even though people in the beginning were like, oh, we don't like this. Once it caught on, we were like, okay, y'all can hop on board. It's cool. Yeah. (laughs) So you're in the start of making your own music, and I'm sure you've taken some inspiration from other members of the 757 but what are some other artists either currently making music uh-huh. or from the past that have really influenced your style of making art oh man i for, for one i love artists who just are love obsessed and eat breathe sleep music mm-hmm. um even if they passed on before me you can tell i'm talking artists like prince charles mingus um freddie mercury artists whose whole life was music um I love listening to them because it's a, the music is an extension of their life. You listen to their music, you listen to whatever it was that was going on in their world, whatever it was going on in their minds. You know what I mean? And um, just having that sort of soul, having that sort of passion and being able to hear it, um, you learn a lot from it. You learn a lot from it. And, um, of course, you know, I love dope artists out today, Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole. I love the Young Thugs huge outcast fan um i love that old school stuff that really was about the craft of just rapping and producing and all those different things but nevertheless i have a lot of influences from a lot of different places and going off of that last little bit about your craft how would you like if you had to give down a rundown for all the listeners what's like a process that you have when you go into songwriting or just the creation of the instrumental or even the song itself word um so a lot of things just a lot of things come together. So um, sometimes I'll have beats, sometimes I'll have songs, sometimes I'll have lyrics, um, and ideas sort of come together, um, you know, just naturally. Sometimes you have to sit back and wait on it. 
And that's one of the things I've really struggled with in the past has been patience. Being able to be like, okay, I have this idea, but it's not ready to grow yet. It's not ready to be complete, so I'm not going to force it. Right now, I have a song that I'm trying to complete that I have, you know, conceptualized and have been ready to complete for about six months. But trying to write to it has just been a disaster, and it's just like, it's not the right time. Mm -hmm. So when it is the right time, it'll happen. And you don't have to stress that it... um, you don't have to stress whether it will or won't because it will. Yeah, I've experienced that <laughs> firsthand because I've been honored to see some of your work before it's been released, such as Scandalous. I Thank got to you. be there for the creation process when it was just some lyrics on a notepad. You didn't have a beat. You didn't have anything yeah, for it. You just had some lyrics sure. on a notepad. So, like, you've been making music for a long time. Even though your Apple and your Spotify have just said since December 2020, yeah. if you had to pick one of your favorite musical moments from all of your time making music, which one would it be? Um, wow, 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 wow. i got to think. Um, I would say um, definitely being, so summertime of 2016, gosh, wasn't that a great year? It was. <laughs> I went to, um, I was sophomore in high school going into my junior year, and I went to Berkeley College of Music for a summer program. Um, and, man, that the people I met in those two or three days, it felt like I knew them forever. Yeah. And it's just the memories that we had within 72 hours was more than people with memories I've had with people I've known for years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's also just being around people who are that talented and that dope, but at the same time, that humble. You know, it was it was great. I learned a lot and I was able to kind of be in a surrounding where I was surrounded by people who loved it just as much as I did. Yeah. And sharing that love and sharing that passion, you know, you can't do anything but grow. So clearly, with all this being said, you love music. Music's a huge part of your life. So For much sure. so that you have a show here at WMOU Tuesdays. Not Tuesdays. It's Wednesdays now. Yes, sir. Wednesdays, 7 p.m., The Dog Pound. So what all goes into the creation of your own personal show? Oh, The Dog Pound, man. That is just what I'm feeling. Uh, it started off as hip-hop and R&B. You know, some of the music I've grown up on. Some the fundamental music I've grown up on. But now it's, it's sort of transitioned into whatever it is I'm feeling. And that goes back to the many genres that I listen to. Sometimes I'll do alternative shows. Um, sometimes I do just theme shows, the music that I compile in the playlist and what it is I use them for. Like tomorrow, y'all tune in 7 p.m. tomorrow. Tomorrow is going to be, um, I'm going to call it a Runaway. Mm-hmm. So I have a playlist that I call Runaway that I use as my jogging playlist early in the morning. And some people, when they have that workout playlist, it's just a lot of hype songs. For me, it's, it's spiritual. For me, it's rhythmic. Uh, some of it's hype, but a lot of it is motivational. Um, a lot of it is, you know, enjoy life. This is life. Breathe the air. Breathe in the air. Keep going. You know, this is the beauty in it. The beauty in it is within these hard parts where you're struggling to get better. Yeah. And it's just, you know, just stuff like that. I'm coming off of a Black History Month um, segment uh, the last five weeks. We did, um, we went through the decades of black music throughout the last hundred years. So that was really fun, too. So just educating, you know, but at the same time, trying to get people to experience music the way I do as well. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed tuning into those last few episodes uh, going over Black History Month. And I'm really excited to hear the spiritual one that you have coming up tomorrow if you could give us just a little tease of some of the songs that we're going to hear in that playlist for the people who 
may be busy or cannot tune in tomorrow at 7 p.m. on WMOU Farmville 91.3 FM. Oh, man, let me tell you. So some of that spiritual stuff, like a huge jazz person, Kamasi Washington, his music is crazy. But just listening to his music, running through the woods, running through the forest, a pretty skyline in the background, you just feel like you're floating. Yeah. Um, some Kamasi, some earth, wind, and fire, some of those rhythms that, you know, just that funk in your face that, you know, you just, it's, it's easy to run to because you get so engulfed in the rhythm that your body's just moving to it and you just get lost in it. Um, also, you know, some deep motivational political stuff, some Kendrick Lamar, um, some, a little bit of J. Cole, a little bit of old school too. Um, sometimes it's about the words, sometimes it's about the rhythm, sometimes it's about the pulse. But, um, yeah, all of it is going gonna to get you ready to get up, out and moving and productive and get you out enjoying life for sure. And for the last question I have is got to be, you've been here for about a year now doing your show. What's mm-hmm. the future of the Dog Pound look like? Uh, a lot more live mixes. I definitely need to start practicing up some DJing for when things open back up. DJing took a hit because of COVID, but it's definitely something I love doing. I love it so much. I love, you know, being out, being that extrovert, giving my love and my energy and my charisma, sharing it to people. Um, but more live mixing, um, a lot more stories, a lot more personal, you know, some deep cuts. And, of course, I want to get in some more local artists. So local artists tuning in. Please DM me songs, DM me music. I want to be able to put y'all on, maybe get some interviews on air, and really promote, you know, you guys from around Virginia. Because I know the struggle. I know how hard it is getting promo, getting airtime. So, yeah, by all means, if I can help in any way, y'all hit me up. Let's let's get in the work. All right. And I have a – I'm still here, DJ T-Hall. Uh, but I, I love all the answers you talked about and – uh I love I love how deep and how influential music is for you, Lou. For um, sure. You mentioned how um, local artists and stuff. Now, if I stand corrected, you are in the works of even organization that you're starting trying to start up here in W. Uh, uh, the Wood, the Wood. Go ahead. Talk about the Wood. No, I, I want you to give a give a shameless plug about what the Wood is and like. Uh, what what people could gain from it and mm-hmm. plug it up, man. I want to I want to hear about it. So the Wood is gonna be a club and organization here at Longwood that comprises artists of all mediums, visual artists, musical artists, studio artists. Um, and what I really want to do is create a collaborative community here at Longwood. Right now we have individual departments to kind of stay in their own lane and do their own thing. But what I really want to do is get everybody together. So that we're doing just dope, crazy things in the name of art, photo shoots, releasing songs, you know, um, creating bands and recording them, getting people on Spotify, getting a whole playlist of Longwood artists. Um, I want to be able to create that atmosphere here at Longwood as an outlet for creatives, because I know me. Um, I'm an education major, but I love music. So where is that outlet for me with other musicians? And other people as well, they may be in one major, but want to do this thing on the side. So I want to have an outlet for them and just have something to show here in Longwood that there are creative people here. Okay. Yeah, well said. Uh, very well said. I, um, I'm pretty sure at least Dylan's on that email chain. I'm going to definitely have to get in there at least before my time's here. My time here at Longwood is up. But, for sure, for um, sure. Hopefully it's it's 
a thing like an official official thing with meetings and stuff by the time yeah. um soon so yeah um definitely reach out to lou via social media via however you can um and find out more information about the wood because uh i've talked about it in the past but it's a um it's an up-and-coming thing that it's going to shine a lot of bright lights on uh local musicians that maybe don't get that that light to shine in um yeah so i'm all for it um we're about to get into some uh some game action so i don't think you if you know that or not but we usually we play a little game a little trivia action here on uh, on late night radio we're gonna take quick psa a little public service announcement break once we come back uh we're gonna hit lou with some trivia questions and really pick his brain so oh, okay. we will be right back to late night radio <laughs> I'm United States Surgeon General Jerome Adams, America's doctor. And all across our nation, we've taken steps together to slow the spread of coronavirus. Now we must continue to take personal responsibility to protect ourselves and our loved ones. Because even though not all of us risk a severe case of coronavirus, we all risk getting it and spreading it to others, maybe without even realizing that we're sick. So if we want to get back to school, back to work, back to worship, and back to overall health. There are things our country needs to do. We need to follow state and local guidelines, take extra precautions if at higher risk, wash our hands frequently, stay six feet from others when we can, and when we can't stay six feet from others, please, I'm begging you, wear a face covering. These small actions will make a big difference. So I'm asking you to say it with me, America. Coronavirus stops with me. You can learn more at coronavirus.gov. Produced by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services at taxpayer expense. Are you smart? We don't know. It is late night radio. It's time to play the game. It's time to play the game, everybody. You're listening to WMU Farmville 91.3 FM. It's the Musical Longwood University in Farmville, Virginia, and we are back to late night radio. Again, we have Lewis Jackson here, Lou Dog. Yeah, yeah. He is here. We just uh, heard a lot about his uh, his upbringing. We heard a lot about his uh, his musical background and kind of what music is to him, um, more or less. And yeah, like I said, it's time to play the game. We do trivia every week, and um, I like to uh, I like to stump people as best as I can. Usually, we have DJ Uh-oh. DJ. And we'll see, man. Usually, we have DJ Dill here. Um, he's gonna be keeping track of the score. Dylan, are you uh, you good on that? I am. All right, Dylan's gonna keep track of the score. Um, we've had some good days. We've had some bad days in terms of trivia. Um, we like to do it off of um, fields and aspects of the our guests' liking. So I decided that tonight we have some trivia questions on R and B. Okay. It means we got about seven minutes. To you to get as, as many correct answers as possible. All right, cool. Let's do it. Now, from what I'm looking at, these these range from a very wide year yearly. You know, uh, we'll see. I think I think you're good in the old school stuff. I know you are. All right. Um, I have some current stuff. I don't know how current. I'm gonna honestly just scroll down this as we're going. But it is time for some trivia. Are you ready? I'm ready. Dylan, I'm are ready. you ready? I am. All right, we're gonna get started. I'm gonna see. If I can get my song going, my little trivia song, we got that going here. And let's see if it bangs. All right, it is loading. Shout out to Spotify. But, yeah, so it's going to be <laughs> R&B trivia. Um, recently and in the future, we're going to have Lou Dog on a little little video project we're doing here at the Moten Museum here in Farmville, Virginia. And uh, we got to hear your – they're kind of like a trivia. We got to guess uh-huh. the song, guess the, the artist um, of – Old was it eighties? 
It was 80s R&B. 80s okay. R&B. So yeah. we might have some of that in, in this mix. Um, let's see if the song's going. Okay, a little trivia song. Now, Lou, if you get a question right, all right, this might make you happy. I hope it does. If you get a question right, you're going to hear a little bit of this. Ding. If you hear a wrong <laughs> one, okay, we don't want to hear a wrong one. If we get a wrong one, it's going to sound like this. Oh, no, not the family field buzzer. No, that's not fun. So <laughs> we're going to start with question one. Everyone said they're ready. And away right, we go, cool. Dylan. Get ready. I am. Question one. What decade is the hit single On and On by Gladys Knight and the Pips from? Oh, goodness. Um, Gladys Knight and the Pips. 70s. All right, starting off one for one. I honestly, I have high expectations for Lou during this trivia. <laughs> um, all right, question two. What decade, another decade question, what decade is the hit single Doo-Wop, you know, in parentheses, That Thing from Lauren Hill from? Uh, Doo-Wop, That Thing, the 90s. Two for two. All right, two for two. All right, change of years. In 2009, Christina Milan. I'm not saying that right. Christina Milan. Did I say that right, Dylan? Christina Milan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Give me a thumb. All right. God bless. Uh, announced oh, the change of name for of her fourth studio album to what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm reading these, buddy. This, uh, I don't. I don't know. Okay. I'm. Yeah. You don't know? No, I don't. It's That's okay. a hard one. It's a it's very hard. Uh, the answer is a lope. Oh. <laughs> I don't listen to Christina Milan like that. No worries. No worries. Um, we're gonna go to the next question. Um, so, question four. Yes. Um, who wrote The Temptations' first number one hit, My Girl? Smokey Robinson. That is correct. Dylan, keep in track. Yes, he is three for four. Three for four. That oh. is uh, 75%. All right, now. Cool. We're going to go to the next question. Which R&B artist asked for a last chance in parentheses, or in quotations, in 2009? Oh, last chance. Let's see. Oh, yeah. Uh, you might know this one. I don't. I don't know. Do I get some answer choices? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I. I'm just. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. It's not A, B, or C for me, buddy. Last chance. Maybe it was a, a title of an album. Maybe it was a title of a. It's a hit or miss, man. You got a couple more minutes, so you kind of. I don't sure. know. I don't know. It's okay. It's okay. So the answer is genuine. Genuine. You a big genuine fan? Uh, maybe ten years prior. <laughs> then uh, 2009. All but, right. Yeah. All right. Done. Keep track. So the next question: Are you a big Alicia Ke- Alicia Keys fan? Yeah, I love, I love Alicia. Let's try this one out for you. What Alicia Keys album featured the song "You Don't Know My Name"? Oh, heck! It wasn't "Songs in A Minor," was it? Is that your final answer? "Songs in A Minor." <laughs> the answer is the Diary of Alicia Keys. Diary of Alicia Keys, and I know, I know the album cover. It's the one with the piano on the side, the rusty piano on the side. Gotcha. All right, as long as you know it now, it's okay. Okay. The next question: Who released her debut album, In a Perfect World, in March 2009? Crap. Oh, y'all got the R&B questions. I don't know. That's okay. <laughs> the answer is Carrie Hilson. Carry. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, that was knock you down, knock you down, and uh. Yep. Yep. Yeah. All right. Um, what instrument is Alicia Keys? Another Alicia Keys. What instrument is she most known for playing? Piano. The answer. He said piano, and that is correct. Is that fifty percent right now? Fifty percent. Fifty percent. All right. What number one Beyonce hit did Neo write? Irreplaceable. 
That is correct. Dylan keeping track. All right, all right. Rihanna is featured on the 2008 single of If I Never See Your Face Again by whom? If I Never See Your Face Again. Kind of poppy artist Ooh. slash musical group. Musical group. 2008 musical group. They're not an R&B group. That Maroon, might, that Maroon might 5? I don't know. That's for Maroon real. 5 is the answer. I'm wow. thinking 08 pop group. <laughs> right, you probably, you're probably going to get this one. Singer Lauren Hill was once part of which group? The Fugees. All right, the Fugees is correct. He's got a nice 7-4-11 right now. Okay, that's solid. Which R&B star won Best International Male Solo Artist at the 2009 Brit Awards? Uh, 2009. If you get this wrong, you might offend Dylan. Take that as a hint. Oh, crap. Who's Dylan like? It's a big one. 2009. 2009. Who was popping in 2009? I'm going to give you five seconds. I don't know. <clears throat> Dylan, do you have a guess? No, I, don't, I have no clue who 09 would be. Best international male solo artist at the 2009 Brit Awards went to Kanye West. Huh. I thought this was an R&B. Yeah, I was trying to think of R&B. <laughs> it's hey, too late for D'Angelo, too early for Chris Brown. So I didn't know who that would be. <laughs> I didn't write the questions. It's okay. What is the name of Whitney Houston's first album of the 21st century? The 21st. Y'all, okay, so side note, I got into a huge thing about this last night. I posted Beyonce, Whitney, I did see that. Michael or Prince, one has to Everyone go. Everyone said Prince. I said Which Whitney. Which the wrong answer. I said Whitney simply because of the fact you guys cannot name me 10 songs made by Whitney Houston past 1995. Do you have an answer to this question? I do not. All right, the answer, I'm going to give you the wrong buzzer. All right, and that's going to be the end of it. The answer was just Whitney. See, you, see, you, yeah, can't, who knows? you can't name that. Who knows? Who you knows? You can't name that. I know. All right, Lou, I want you to give, I'm going to give, uh, let's get that final. So we were 7 of 13 for 54%. Uh, 54%, a yeah. lot better than some people. I will yeah, give you last, that, buddy. Last episode, someone got one of 10 rights. And 7 to 13 from the field, I'll take and it. And honestly, I hit you with some really tough ones. I hit yeah. you with some uh, some current ones that maybe, I think you're, you're, you've labeled yourself as an old soul before. And I yeah. feel like that's really, uh, I think if I would have hit you with a lot of 80s and 70s and maybe 90s stuff, you would have really uh, hit it out of the park. So for sure, my for apologies sure. for that one. But uh, we've had Lewis Jackson here on the show. Lou, if you want to say uh, say goodbye to the audience before we get into our musical guest, go for it. Hey, yeah. Thank you guys for having me. Once again, give me a follow at L-O-U. D A W G dot E N T on Instagram and uh, stream the music on Spotify, Apple Music. Every stream, every like, every repost, every follow goes a long way. Thank you all for having me, and I look forward to giving you all some more content in the future. Thank you, Lewis Jackson. And it's time to hear about a musical guest. One second before we hit that commercial break and talk about a musical guest. This is sort of how I'm feeling these days. Stay tuned. I'm the bad guy. Duh. Hard work pays off. Dreams come true. Bad times don't last, but bad guys do. So say good night to the bad guy. Tonight's musical guest here to perform Calling My Phone with Black is... Lil TJ. (laughs) 
Listen to Untitled Radio right after this. This is Tyler Hall signing off.